Hello everyone, welcome to the Re-Evolved Media Revolution Podcast, where we interview underground hip-hop artists near and far. My name is Jordan Lewis, and today's episode features Swiss. There is a lot going on in the world today. It almost seems like every day there is something new that deserves global awareness and diligence. The war, genocide, police brutality, pandemic, insurrection, terrorism, school shootings, the recent assault on women's rights by the Supreme Court in America. All of this within such a short amount of time. It really seems like the ones with power have no idea how to actually use it outside of as a means to funnel money from the public into the pockets of them and their buddies. It really feels like we're in a dystopian society with inflation on the rise, the homeless and hungry problems, drug addictions, mental health issues, violent crimes rising, an overloaded healthcare system, and so much more. I'm sure many people feel this way, but I used to think that I wanted to solve every single problem. I thought that if I put my head down and did the work, I could solve each one. The weight of the entire world felt like it was on my shoulders, that if I didn't succeed, the planet would die. Then I stopped taking care of myself. It got to the point where if I continued, some of the next steps would likely be points of no return. Luckily, I changed my focus. I stopped thinking about the entire world. I stopped thinking about all these problems that are too large for a single human mind, and I faced the problems within that mind. I didn't have an identity because I was so busy trying to be somebody that I thought was needed and without any instructions on how to be that. I just built and battled blindly with zero self-compassion. My mission was noble, but it was also very naive. Now I truly believe that self-compassion is the key to changing the world. We need to take care of ourselves and our own. Be strong and make people around us strong. Identify and cure all that you can which is right in front of you because those are all symptoms of a bigger problem and in theory should help us understand how to better heal the world as a whole. Every bit of help counts. Start with yourself. Here's Swiss. What is up, everybody? I'm here with Swiss and Yappa of RSG, the Riot Squad gang. What is up, boys? Yeah, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, doing very well, doing very well. So tell me a bit about how you guys got your start into releasing music. Was it uh, together as a duo? Was it individually? Because I can see your first release as a duo or from what I can find mm -hmm. online is January 2020, Riot Squad Gang dropped Cashflow. Is yes, that your sir. first official release? Yeah, that was that was our debut. Um, we originally worked like behind the scenes probably like three years before that kind of together, just writing stuff, fielding ideas. And ultimately, like, I think the struggle with a lot of artists similar to where we were is trying to find a, a good engineer, somebody who could record us and get our stuff done for us. Okay. Locally. Worry. Yeah. So that was like the big struggle at first. So yeah, January is when that kind of culminated. We got cash flow. We put a lot of hours like with this dude, uh, Sean Solman at Diamond Needles. Shout out to him. He was really, really dope. Worked a lot of hours with us and did some stuff with us and, and that was a, a professional recording studio. So that was kind of like the start for us to get our, like our kind of foot in the door with understanding how to, how to be in a studio, how to record vocals and you know, what, what it takes to actually be in a real studio. And 
get that done, right? Absolutely. That's awesome. So you really wanted to have your first releases even just show quality and show exactly what you want to put out for the rest of your career, essentially. Yeah. At that point, we had so much less of a vision than now, but we knew that like being fans in music ourselves, like quality is such a key component. Like we knew that. Yeah. Like what was the vision in 2017 then? You know, we really, we had a lot less grasp of how the business side of the music industry works. So understanding that moving forward, it's allowed us to focus our energy. So obviously the biggest change would be switching from a duo to focusing on Swiss as a single act. That's, uh, that's probably like the biggest thing that we do, do different now. Uh, Riot Squad is still a, a collective and a group. It's kind of like our label and we still work on songs together. But uh, branding wise, we've definitely focused our energy in one direction in one artist with with kind of, you know, a collective of minds behind the scenes working on that. Okay, got you. I'm hearing you. So initially when you started Riot Squad Gang, the intent was to only release content as a duo. But then as you continued through releasing content, uh, you found a benefit to branch off. Yeah, like there's no ego in our group. You know, we're brothers. We have a very we understand what each one of us wants. And so the roles kind of found themselves. Like there wasn't, uh, you know, much of like, there wasn't like too many deep discussions, although there were a couple, it wasn't like the, you know, it kind of found itself. So over the time with COVID, especially, that was a big time where we were seeing an engineer uh, as a duo up until that point. When COVID hit, I took it upon myself to to, uh, build a home studio and start to teach myself mixing and mastering and recording at at home. So that was kind of the start to... um, me working a little more hands-on with the music and then kind of taking that into being a little bit more hands-on with everything else that comes along with that. Got you. Uh, have you mixed, mastered, uh, produced anything that you've put out recently? Yeah, yeah, everything. 2016. No way. Uh, with it. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff is done at home. And that's, what? in my opinion, 2016 has got, yeah, we got some work to do even still. Like the, the stuff that's coming now down the down the boat is even better in quality. And so, yeah, we're working hard. Like there's been a lot of hours and I've I've... Talk to a lot of engineers, so yeah. it's been a process, but I appreciate it. That's amazing, it. man. No, because what I, what I was going to say is that like that quality that you initially hit in your first release in January 2020, I see it. I still see that same refined level of quality, but it's like even more refined. Like it's more fine-tuned. I don't, I don't even know how you did that by taking the reins your own, you know what I mean? Like that takes a lot of like time and effort and concentration. Well, I appreciate that. Well, especially yeah, I'm because just say like it's cr- it's crazy the switch of what it was too. Because as soon as it took over, my dog's workability, like my dog's just determination for this stuff, I didn't even expect the I guess progression of how fast it turned around for the quality it is. Absolutely, I bet when you first started your music career, you didn't expect to take on production. Or, no. or am I wrong in saying that? Because no, usually no. when people start out, especially in hip hop, it's it's the raps, the rhymes, the like swagginess of it that kind of allures mm-hmm. us, right? You got it, man. Well, and, you know, in in songwriting in general, there's a big difference between some being a songwriter, uh, a recording artist, and somebody who who dabbles in production. You're exactly right. No, I never thought that I would ever end up sitting and spending every day of my life behind the desk like I am now, but that's kind of how it goes. That's actually thanks to my mom, man. God bless her. She's a lifelong musician and no she worked. Yeah, she, she's done. She's a badass, man. She's a badass bitch. She done rock and roll. She's known in Calgary, Maria <laughs> Smallchitz. She's known kind of locally and uh, she's had a crazy career. And and a couple, I think maybe 10 years ago, she worked uh, with Michael Wagner, who's now retired, but he did it. 
he did, he was a mixing engineer for Rolling Stones. What? So she she mixed an album with him and got real life experience from him. So although she's not she's a singer songwriter, she doesn't understand production. She does have an incredible ear and yeah. an incredible music drive, and she pushed me towards getting a home studio and starting that. Oh man, that that is so beautiful. That that type of support is so priceless, man. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that you were much more involved in music even before 2017. Then personally, yeah. Well, it's it's funny, you know. My mom, like saying that, I actually didn't grow up with her. I made a connection with her. Ah. I grew up with a, in a split parent home. Yeah, I made the connection to you know really. We we had a connection growing up, but I we we strengthened that. So I got into my early 20s. Um, 24 now. So, you know, it's just a progression. But yeah, growing up, we grew up, you know, uh, as kids on the streets, just listening to hip hop. That's what it was. We just put the headphones in, get on the bus or the train, go to work at 14 years old. And, you know, we had, we both, that's where we met, me and Yapa. We met working at 14 years old at West 49, actually. Oh, dope. And, uh, in, uh, uh, yes. Sunridge Mall? Sunridge Mall. Work. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's and dope, dude. That's so dope. that's where we used to be. Yeah, man. And uh, so, you know, just that's kind of where the love for that kind of music started. I think we both got into it at a really young age and we had very similar interests in hip hop where Yop is a little bit more on the street side of things. He listens to like mostly street music. I've always dabbled in a little bit more of the emotional stuff and that kind of and that's what comes through also in the, in the music we create, too. Man, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy you say that because I was I definitely picked that. Uh, apart as well because your initial releases are all very like raw and like as you described very straight and then your more recent stuff is more open honest and like still raw but more kind of leaning towards the soft side mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely it's it's all structured too it's purposeful and i appreciate Absolutely. that you see that because yeah it's a choice word and i appreciate that all your music it's all seems super personal as well mm. yeah well there's a lot to draw from you know like whether it's like there's a million things we we both been jumped, we've been robbed, we've been we've been you know had our hearts broken. So it, whether it's me or him that's uh, that's talking about it, it comes through as real, and that's one of the nice things is even if it's a record I'm writing, I can run lyrics by up, and if he thinks like, yo, what about when this happened to you or something, you know, something I might not even think about, and I'll be like, oh man, you you know that's a great point. That line would work well there. So we really are able to work like that together too. Word. Were both of you guys born and raised in Calgary then in YYC? Um, no, actually, I was born up north in uh, the Yukon, Whitehorse. Oh no way! Yeah, man. Yeah. When did you travel my, down? Uh, I think I was like four, four years okay. old, something like that. So I've been, I've been in Calgary since like eight, eight years old or seven years old. Okay, where'd you go uh, between four and eight then? I was in High River for a little bit. Lived and in High, High River. River. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, got and then, you. Yeah, but what about you, man? Fuck, I've bounced around everywhere as a youngin just because my dad was always in trouble with the law. Fucking, we kind of had to move from Ontario to BC, fucking over to Winnipeg at one point and kind of landed here. Gotcha. And then so where in Calgary were we mostly grown up in? Just because uh, referencing what you said earlier where uh, you've both been like robbed, jumped, I'm assuming separate occasions. Uh, It's something that not a lot of Calgarians are exposed to or aware of that happens in their city. It seems like more of like a bigger city uh, type occurrence. But we've all been seeing in the news like stuff soon getting a little shady as of lately especially. But uh, in reference to what happened to you guys all in the city? Yeah, man. Like we – I think – Tyler's family and my family both grew up like right in the lawn, like right on 17th, either side right. of 17th Ave. Like I grew up, I, I grew up uh, right when, right seven years old when I moved to Calgary, I was in 
My pops was at Albert Park. My grandma was in Dover. I would go in between those two houses. Same with Yapa. He was in, like, he was in, his mom lived in the in the coops in Forest Lawn, literally. Like, if you know the pigeon coops, you know. And, uh, you know, so, like, we we just been in that, that kind of shit. Like, and our family on either side, both of our sides of our families just have lived in the lawn, like, in Forest Lawn for probably, like, yeah, like, 40 years since they were kids. So, yeah, just when you're in that shit for long enough, you know, you just, you go outside and you see it. Nowadays, it's getting worse, but it was always that way. If you Really? Oh, I had no idea. Like, I'm familiar with the reputation of that area, but I didn't mm-hmm. know it was getting worse. No, definitely. Um, do you, do you still mean, have, like, do you have love for it as it being, sorry, Yapa, you go first, bro. Yeah, well, no, like, generally people live in there, like, I mean, especially back in the day, it was a little sketchy for whatever reasons, but for sure. it's also just like, like we put ourselves in that situation mm-hmm. as well, just by lifestyle choices and all that, that we run into kind of that like higher level of that's, danger, I guess. That's not to say like, if you're an innocent person, that's not to say you won't get jumped or nothing. Cause like, yeah, if you, unfortunately, if you do go around, like it was, I think before years ago, it was mostly kind of downtown and then you could kind of see it. But like, if you know what to look for, my pop's, you know, as bad as it might sound, when I was growing up, he took me around and showed me like, you know, people shooting up, people like, you know, girls selling themselves, stuff like that in in my neighborhood because he wanted me to see the reality of where we lived, you know? So like that was that was always around. Like we would I would go on night trips at Stampede Time with my dad just to see that shit. So like, it's to show you the reality in a sense of like, hey yo, avoid this or hey yo, this is what is gonna be around you. Yeah, just 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 the truth. Like not sugarcoating anything, you know. That's okay. A, yeah, I just respect that about, like, you know, but everybody has a different relationship with their parents. My pops For was sure. certainly more of a friend to me growing up. And and so, you know, that's the kind of side of, of what he showed me. Got you. Okay. I'm, I, I'm starting to understand that a little bit more. Okay. And, but yeah. what was that in YYC again? Sorry, mm-hmm. just for reference. Yeah. Yeah, okay. of course, man. No, that's all. That's all Calgary, man. Like, you know, there was times working at West 49, Tyler came in looking like a panda bear, like, you know, beat to shit. I fucking... You know, we've we've had like growing up as kids, just had some rough experiences, had our shit robbed, had guns pulled on us. It's just I think people that like, you know, like that's a that's a great talking point is guns. So many people in this city have have guns, illegal handguns. It's so common. Illegal, you know, really? I wasn't everything. I wasn't aware of that. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's very common. And like, are we talking about people in certain lifestyles or even out of it? Like you, you no, your average Joe almost? Or I think like more people are getting into the idea of getting their proper license and getting a normal gun. No, I don't think your average Joe has like a, a legal gun. But like, I think uh, like just more people than people would like to think. If you're involved, like, you know, you buy weed from somebody, you know, you're not going to the store, then that guy's probably got a gun. You know what I mean? Like, for real, for real. It's more for uh, self-preservation and protection than it is for actual like illegal activity to or to provoke illegal activity if you will yeah I would, well it's a mix you know like you said it's getting worse i guess so there's, there's different types of people you can't control who's going to come into contact with what so yeah and then i guess sometimes the lines get blurred between what is self-preservation and protection and what is uh criminal activity i guess and then it's mm-hmm. man even over the last few years uh, the lines have been blurred and gray. like even with weed becoming legalized like we had drug dealers before that were called drug dealers and now they're connoisseurs or like they're yeah. working the, in the legal industry you know what i mean no stuff like that's crazy for sure like that we grew up in a different time for sure with, Absolutely. with weed and shit like that that's but that's a blessing you can't complain about that kind of fuels more optimism for the future and the potential of where we can go in, in regards to that right no for sure 
Because I think, um, like, as yeah, as youth, when we were exposed to it, uh, weed was just as dirty of an occurrence as many other things. Obviously, certain stuff is darker, but it was seen as pretty dark. And if you got caught with it, depending on how much you got caught with, you get in a varying amount of trouble. Oh, yeah. We both been booted out of school for fucking smoking, selling. Like, that was how it was. Yeah, exactly. Like- and then in high school today, you I don't, I don't even know. Like, obviously, it's not condoned and it's not allowed, but it's legal now. So the, yeah. the implications are... Whatever happens to you if you got caught would be very different. No, absolutely. I think we just grew up in a different kind. Like there's different kinds of people. And when you grow up in an environment where you just have to survive, you're not as worried about if what you're doing is illegal. You're just doing things to get by. Like you don't, you know, when I was a kid, I would go into the 7-Eleven and steal a chocolate bar every morning because I couldn't eat. I didn't think that was like a bad thing. I just needed to eat. So absolutely. Like, you know, it's like that's basic not human like, need. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to listen to a track by Swiss. This one is titled 2016. Enjoy. We're getting going and now you hit me. But back in 2016 when I was down, you missed me. Now we ain't going back to 2016. We're moving up. We on a 2026 day. You've been with me through it all. You need a big ring. You see me at the top, but also at the instinct. Can't let my back go. I'm always on 360. I play the bottle service down until it's empty Let's go back up to the crib, man, I got plenty Wealth objective, but my wealth is getting heavy For the money, that's one thing that makes me happy Family is not concerned, they say they don't care about it Me, I care so much about it, is it wrong to think about it? I stay up late some nights and drive and think about it Thinking that I'm gonna be the one to get us out of here Family had nothing for so long, but I'ma bring it here City had no love for a long time, bring it here If we talking digits, then this year gon' be the best year If we talking singles, then I'm stacking up a hundred tier If we talking labels, then I got a couple really near If we talking habits, then I got a couple bad ones If we talking bitches, then I got a couple Coulda had the wide body, but I chose the fast one Coulda been in front row, but I chose to stand on it Never serve it raw, dog, you know you gotta step on it Didn't hit it raw, dog, I don't wanna sex on it Santa says more than money, but you know they similar Streets are getting further now, the rich getting familiar No cap, I could call my whole gang the familiar One wrong look, I get a look, my body killing ya
When, when you say uh, grow up in this environment, what, what do you think uh, trying to narrow that environment down to is? Is it just kind of like a youth environment? Is it localized to the area you were growing up in? Do you think it's yeah. something that everybody kind of dabbles into and goes through or experiences? Or what? from your perspective, what is it? In my experience, it's definitely like an area thing. Like, you know, the boys that I grew up with, even if they weren't involved in selling dope or doing anything, you know, I guess you would say like illicit, they were still just like, they're still from the hood. Like they just, you know, they're not, they didn't grow up, you know, you wouldn't know about like having to miss three days of food. And again, like, you know, drink mad water to fucking make your stomach not hurt, hold the stove open for heat kind of shit. If you never had to deal with that kind of shit, if you, and you know, like I've dated girls that are from, from, from nice areas and I brought them to forest lawn and shit where I grew up. And like you said, I had a girl go, this is Calgary. And I'm like, yeah, Word. this is where I grew up. Like, this is, you don't even come down here. Like, yeah. I remember a few late nights when I was younger, uh, cruising through Forest Lawn. And, oh, man, to, there's, there's a, the amount of stories that I could tell you and that I'm sure you've experienced to not not even, like, probably worse than I've experienced, considering you were raised there. But let's sure. uh, let's jump back to the music. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, <laughs> right, absolutely. Right? <laughs> we, we've got a limited amount of time, and we should, we should stem into the purpose we're here. Even though, we, like, that stuff that we talked about is super important because it it is the unfiltered truth, these stories in your music that is displayed, um, just spoken about from a different perspective. Like uh, talking about it b- between two people is a lot different than writing a uh, track about it and then delivering that and how it's heard. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. No, absolutely. And I think it's good because there's not a lot of people that are from our city that are uh, that are from the that area, from the upbringing we have, unfortunately, that are like well-spoken enough to communicate what goes on. Like too many absolutely. motherfuckers are stupid as shit. So they just don't know how to talk. <laughs> and you know what? That actually kind of—I was going to ask this question earlier. Do you do you guys still have love for Forest Lawn? Is there any love for it, or like that area, or that environment? Yeah, of course. Like we, you know, we got plans for when the money's coming in. I, I there's a community center right down the road from me. Unfortunately, it closed down just about two years ago, and stuff like that. We want to put money towards things in our community that helped us growing up and help it help it right back. So for sure, it's it's you know nobody. A lot of times people don't have the choice to wind up where they are. And if where you need to live is 500 bucks cheaper than the next place, you're going to live there no matter what. So it's just like make it as accommodating as you can. For sure, we show love. Absolutely, man. Money saved is money earned, especially when, man, 500 bucks is a lot of money to some people. I know it means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We still got people down there, too, and everything. It's oh, like yeah. we're not, like, completely out yeah, of there. Yeah, we're there every like, day. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to make it seem like we're not there. Like, yeah, we're still in the, we're there every day. Yapa's mom lives there. Yapa's family's there. My family's there. So we're there every day. All right, all right. I hear you. Well, okay, yeah, back to the music. In, in early 2021, Riot Squad Gang was doing, uh, you guys were doing weekly freestyles. That's when, that's kind of about where I can peg you to start doing that. And it seems your weekly freestyles jump between various social media platforms, but you guys are wavering in consistency. And I know like this in itself, like not only writing the free, or getting the freestyles done, but recording them, editing them, editing them, and getting them ready for public view. It's it's work intensive. You wear a lot of different hats, different skills, and I know a lot of different artists have tried to do this. Uh, where have you seen the most success in getting this done? And when you had this idea to accomplish this, um, what results have occurred from it that you have found the most valuable? Yeah, so like I think consistency showed. Uh, it's funny you say you talk about consistency in those weekly freestyles. So the reason we 
we took such a big break from from essentially like mid 2021 to the start of 2022 was uh, we we got contacted by an A&R in uh, in Hollywood so we were oh. working yeah so we were working with a talent manager he was working with me specifically with Swiss and uh yeah the student he's worked with you know like Nikki Pitbull Drake like guys like this like he's developed and helped develop countless people so at that point I wasn't even allowed to release music there was no release in it was interesting uh, okay yeah and so that's a whole nother you know that really coming back to we're making such waves now with such a little impact because it's almost like you know throwing a punch if you know how to throw a punch you're going to be able to hit a lot harder with less effort so Absolutely. you know we had to learn how to throw the music punch bro like you know and and that was something when I first got on the phone with that guy he said you're consistent you're putting out stuff you see the potential but there was a lot of ego that I had to get checked so that experience was you know uh, I could talk about that for hours what that taught me but that's what's really kind of yeah, that shined through in our consistency with the freestyles and stuff like that. Put us in line with somebody like that who, you know, who recognized the raw talent and helped us develop that a bit. I, I like how you put it, the analogy that it's you want to just like make one punch do the most damage. Because I've mm-hmm. been trying to waver in my mind between the idea of having a lot of impact between one punch versus a bunch of swift punches back to back. Yeah, for sure. Because like, sure. I'm sure there's pros and cons to each, but... Is it like time and place that each one has its value? I, I'm I yeah. could talk to you about that probably for hours too, well, but maybe I, we'll get that on the opinion. next show. I have oh, a yeah, good opinion me. on that. Yeah, Let's well, my opinion it. is that most people, like you say, like most people aren't think about it like this. How many people do you know that have done something like that? Like whether it's uh, working out or learning to learning to learn a language, whatever, for more than six months or a year. It's very uncommon. People oh, don't sure. commit to things, right? People Absolutely. want immediate results. Short-term gratification. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, my opinion is too many people are looking to do everything. Too many people want to be good at everything or want to do little things at once. Whereas anybody can, you know, if you, if you put two or three, if you're willing to put two, three, 10 years of failure in, that's the mindset we have. You know, I'm, I, I mentioned I'm doing this full time. I'm not working currently. Like this is my full time gig. And I'm ready to do that for 10 more years. Like I don't have, there's no, it's, it doesn't matter. It's just going to happen eventually. But too many people are just like, they'll get discouraged. Something will happen. Oh, maybe I'm not doing this right. And even if you're not doing it right, you don't stop. You just improve upon what you're doing. So that's kind of the mindset that we, we're moving forward with now. I dig that, man. And then it also seems even more recently that it, you're picking up some momentum in consistency with your releases. Um, I, especially, it's, I think this is important after talking about that initial break you were taking with that A&R rep. But uh, in March, you released Ain't With It and Support mm-hmm. You. And then mm-hmm. in uh, April, you released 2016. So these are, these are almost back-to-back-to-back releases. Yeah, we got, well, actually, I got uh, four songs submitted for release right now. Oh, okay. So within the next like month, we'll get those? uh, Two months. I got so it's spread out between two months. Yeah. Um, This month, two, and next month, two. Um, Awesome. So you've, I feel like you've come to a point where you can make that heavy impact behind each punch and you're ready to do them a little bit more quicker. Yeah. Well, we've, those, that, that's the thing is we, we've worked a lot of hours on all of those tracks. You know, like we, countless hours for sure. You can't, you can't stress that enough. Every track has been, mold over on uh uh different listening devices we do mono uh we do mono listening you know we do crappy headphones nice headphones different kinds of cars you know like all the work is put in there's songwriting sessions we take our craft seriously because at the end of the day we, we try to emulate what happens at the top we've done a lot of research into how people do do things 
in a professional setting and we try to emulate that as close as possible. So our product is never going to come out in a way where it's at all incomplete or, or, or what it, you know, lacking anything that it should. Man, I like the way you said that because I think that that's one of the most important lessons that I've learned uh, throughout life is emulating success, emulating people who've achieved success in doing the things that they do. It's mm-hmm. it's super important because form fits function, right? If you if you start doing the things that lead towards success, success is inevitable. Like you said before, mm-hmm. and so the, the you hear any uh, billionaire people who coach uh, millionaires, billionaires, all they say is you surround yourself with the kind of people that that you want to that you want to become. You know, my I don't me and Yapa, we ain't out here like we're not hanging out. You don't catch us in a club. You know, like we're not absolutely working uh, every day, all day. And that's it. And the only people that I'm talking to are people that have more money than me or a higher status than me, you know, because that's who I want to learn from. That's exactly what it is. And you're not trying to seek value to take value. You're seeking value to learn how to create even more value. That's absolutely right, man. That's a great way to put it. Exactly. Word. Well, we're running a bit uh, over time here. I guess gotcha. last question, last question that I want to ask you, you guys who are hustling and grinding and putting in the work right now, do you guys sleep? You get some rest? <laughs> uh, yeah, I nap. I nap. You nap? <laughs> <laughs> I get two hour intervals, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. The, no way. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, serious. You catch me up till five, six, seven and, you know, bust a quick nap, maybe 10, 11, and then I'm up again. And yeah, no, that's it. Really, yeah, really. He ain't capping. He's for real, too. Like, this dude <laughs> yeah. sleep. I don't understand it to this day. Like, I sleep like shit, but this dude just make no sense with it. <laughs> <laughs> You've evolved, bro. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it started out hard, and it's it probably become a little easier, maybe. Dude, no, it's just a passion. I'll never I'll never get bored of this, man. Like, this is uh, just okay. this is what it is. <laughs> okay, so so some days you're obviously a little bit more burnt out and, and beaten oh, down than sure. others. Ah, For sure. I feel there's, you, man. There's always, uh, you always need breaks. If you do something all the time, you need to take breaks. I go for drive. I'm a driver, man. I'm a car guy. I got a 2020 Subaru STI. <laughs> I love my cars. So, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Long drives are the best way to kind of just let loose and just let it all out, you know? Even vibing <laughs> vibing to, like, beats or even your own music, just, like, doing some car karaoke, you know? It's yeah, unfortunately, I'm never be. not working because exactly that. I'm always playing a mix. Even there you go, exactly. Car, so. <laughs> Word. Even when you're kind of just, like, relaxing and trying to, like, just let loose mm-hmm. in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, Riot Squad gang, Swiss, Yappa, my guys. Thank you, bro. Yeah, likewise, guys. Thank you so much for, for joining me through this. Yo, would you mind if I just give a couple quick shout-outs just to a couple people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I should have asked. Is there, is there anything you guys want to let loose, uh, let the people know before we yeah, do hang up? Absolutely, man. We just had some mad support from a couple people. I want to thank my boy Danny. He's out of YYC. He's been grinding. Where's Danny? He's a, a producer, and we found bro when he was really unestablished, and we, and we kind of worked together, and he's been really, really doing some crazy stuff recently for us. Shout out my dog Sharpie Covers. Shout out my dog Dry Marker Art on IG. Did a free uh, cover art for me. EQ Mommy, she's been helping us out with some manager type type stuff that's real legit. And uh, other than that, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Free Ace, Free Ace, Free, free Dog. <laughs> RIP <laughs> HBK, and that's it. That's it. And these and these are all homies from Calgary. Yeah, man. Well, HBK is our dog out in Albuquerque. He passed away from COVID oh. this summer. Ah, yeah, so that was really fucked up. last last summer. Yeah. My condolences. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, the spirit lives on, man. And we're going to continue to do our best. I know that you guys are going to continue to grind and grind. And, man, let's let's 
put in some work and put the city on the map. Calgary, you guys got to support these guys, support us, support hip hop, because we're trying to put in the work to help inspire others to also put in the work and just benefit the community and benefit each other. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard that from this interview, that's all I've been hearing really from you guys. Like it's, it's crazy because from the music, you hear all these different vibes and different elements. You hear that raw, that hard stuff, that street, that real stuff, some of that scary stuff. And then chatting with you guys, it's just like, it's like truly heart to heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we always want to keep it as genuine as we can, man. That's something in music and business we find is is going to get you the farthest. It's just being genuine. So Absolutely. And let's continue with that. Thank you so much, my guys, for joining me today. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, All right. Really. Take care. Easy. Easy. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast, as well as for your interest in underground hip hop. We will continue to provide more interviews, support more artists, and do a lot more that is within our range of capabilities to promote the scene and bring you the talent that uh, is just, it's they're hidden right in plain sight, you know? We were lucky to, to interview Yappa and Swiss here that are in our hometown of Calgary, and we're actually hoping to interview a lot more kind of local people and work with them a little bit closer on um, larger projects, so... You'll be seeing and hearing a lot more from us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast. That'll be coming shortly. Best way to connect with us and the people that we interview is through our Instagram page at Reevolve Media. Until next time, take care. Oh, actually, we're going to play a track, another track by Swiss before we leave off. This one is titled Ain't With It. Enjoy. Nobody who tried to show me When I was younger, I got caught up with a rider, yeah I was riding a stolen up on my dolly In the penthouse, eating on fine china, yeah And my bitch too fine, she in design I got another from Atlanta and a Spanish in the lineup, yeah If you talking that cap, I'll get you lined up Can't wait for the day that they're trying to sign us When they were sleeping on us, they didn't show us no belief When they was chasing on us, we skirting off to the police Pull up in Prada and they drop be dropping in disbelief They gon' be eating once I get millions up for all the team now And the 223 now, and I ain't afraid to air this shit out No, I don't do it for the cloud Go mouth on me like I'm coming out the south But I'm straight up out the phone, no, I ain't with the same stuff 4G's on the ride, I want the Range Rover can't sleep those nights, had to lay low Got a PTSD in my mind so strong And I'm blowing on the strong so often And she's telling me that I'ma be famous And I'm having a hard time trying to shake shit And I know that in my heart I'ma make it Did a lot of bad shit to try to get by Had a lot of bad sniff but still took the lie Yup, I'm making backflip like back in 09 When we skirting the tires off of the stolen Didn't ever show no emotion out of strand So potent that I'm hoping I can make this shit last Percocet made me feel something and I ain't feel nothing in a while I'm just hoping this passes Got a new whip, push my foot to the gas I'm not a crip but there's blues in my bag My money for and I had to import it Cause feds in my country be all on my Drop me a pack, then I'm coming with cash No need to cap, I did this before rap If I don't blow, then it's back to the trap But that shit not an option, my mama know that I ain't with the same stuff Fogies on the ride, I want the Range Rover Can't sleep those nights, had to lay low Now the PTSD in my mind so strong And I'm blowing on the strong so often 
And she telling me that I'ma be famous And I'm having a hard time trying to shake shit But I know that in my heart I'ma make it Nah, nah, I ain't with the same stuff Hey, 4G's on the ride, I want the Range Rover Some shit that we can get, bro Some straight from the heart shit, bro Y'all to see me at the top, though No cap